0: This content is intended for adult cigar smokers age 21 and older. All right, Nick, good show. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, Greg's leaving to go take advantage of our brand new coupon code. Type in Ash all day Friday and Saturday, and you will receive 20% off your entire purchase. Some exclusions apply, but other than that, 20% off your entire purchase all day Friday and Saturday when you use the coupon code Ash.
0: Nick, did you know I just got 20% off?
1: Yes. Alright, guys, here we are, Long Ash Podcast. Special episode today. We have a special guest with us from one of the, actually, I think the largest cigar manufacturer in the world, Altadis USA, maker of such fine cigars as Monte Cristo, H. Upman, Romeo E Julieta, Vega Fina.
2: St. Louis Ray. Saint Louis
1: Ray. Oh, I should have known that. Know, we, you say we Trinidad. And Henry Clay, Henry, the Henry Clay, the, the Warhawk, mm. mm. And also they employ Dane. So it's got to be a good Hi, company. Dan. Dane, Dane works there. So, but we're joined by the great Travis Pappenheim. Thank I, you. I got it. Right? Yeah, got you did. You, you nailed, nailed it. it. Nailed it. Travis. So tell us a little bit. I mean, we know we've known you for years. Tell the audience a little bit about what you do for Altidus USA. The
2: official title is national education manager. In in long and short, I'm the biggest nerd in the company when it comes okay. to cigars and tobacco, and I You're like to tell people. And
1: yeah, no, I'm the Travis of here. He's the Nick Labretti of there. Yeah, right, right. Yeah,
2: but I just I love talking to not only retail staff, training them on the process from seed to finished right. product box, how to sell, kind of kind of techniques they can use to uh, find the right cigar for the right customer to consumer events, pairing events, smoking like we do in the factory. I'm also on the tasting panel for mm-hmm. new blends that come out with Ernesto and, and uh, Rafael Nodal who've allowed me to kind of be a, t- a tasting team right. to help, is it gonna work um, You know, as a new blend?
1: Yeah, he, he always sends me blends too, and I always get to fill out the form. I usually just text Dave like tell Rafael it was good, or like, tell Rafael not this one. I always <laughs> get to fill out the whole form. But that's awesome, yeah. and, and coming from a retail background, I understand how important it is to not just, I mean, obviously inform the customer, but how important it is to teach retail staff, especially to get them excited about a new product, because if a new product just comes into the store, they're just gonna put it to the side and be like, all right, whatever, if somebody asks for it, I'll give it to them. But to get them excited and interested in the product is really key to like, to really selling your product.
2: Well, we brought out, uh, like you see right in front of you, the uh, Monte Cristo Cincuenta. It was the celebratory cigar for the 50th anniversary mm. of the Tobacco Larry D. Garcia factory, the mm. largest cigar factory in the world that employs over 5,000 employees. The, the To have that story, stories sell cigars. They do. Without the stories, it's just a cigar. Right. And it, it's hard to sell something like that and really make sure it's the right fit for the customer. Exactly. In my opinion, the right fit will get the consumer excited about the product and they'll want to Want to enjoy what we enjoy as cigar lovers, mm-hmm. the lifestyle of what cigars are
1: exactly. And and the good thing about Altus USA is, because you have such a long history, you have those rich stories you can tell with each brand. But you also have the capability to back it up with good blends, because you could tell a good story all day long. But when you get to the smoke the cigar, if it's garbage, it's like, all right, well, cool story, bro, but like this is not good. But um, and especially the ones we're going to smoke today, uh, you guys just back it up with, with really top-of-the-line uh, blends. So let's get into a little bit what we're smoking today, and we'll light them up, and then we'll get into more stuff. So I'm smoking the cigar that you just mentioned. This is the Monte Cristo Cinquenta, 50 years of the Tabacalera de, de Garcia factory. I believe it uses uh, Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, mm-hmm. uh, Dominican binder and Dominican Nicaraguan filler. Nicaraguan filler. Nicar- straight Nicaraguan filler. Mm-hmm. And obviously... Handcrafted at the world's largest cigar factory, and the first cigar factory I ever visited, Tabacalera de Garcia.
0: You're a legend there.
1: Uh, no, they don't remember.
0: You're me. such a legend. I mean, you're the winner. The I winner, will. Winner, really that's dinner. when we went well, down, and I met the, with the. They know the, you. Yeah, I met with the O's. Your picture's on the wall. It is. Yeah,
1: probably just, don't let this guy you, back in. You know, you. No, you, you <laughs> the think dine he's lying. dash wall.
2: His <laughs> picture is down there at the factory. I go down about
0: every two three months.
1: Well, they might have been I, uh, like a picture of a, a wow. group <laughs> from a group tour picture. They
0: might. Do you think they have flowers around your picture? No, I think they have a diamond
1: dash because I grabbed cigars and I ran out. So like, don't. Let him back in here. Nah, there's a
2: dartboard behind it, but don't, don't, don't let it affect you. <laughs> <Fact Kiddy. PC. laughs> um,
1: but I was able to smoke the um, torpedo size of this at Smoke in the Carolinas this year with Rafael Nadal and Gregory was there as well, um, and we both remarked. And I, I wasn't always. I've become a big Monte Cristo fan in the past couple years. I, I think this might be the best Monte Cristo I, I've ever had, at least fit for my palate. I'm excited now because we're enjoying the Toro size, and I'm much more of a Toro smoker than the Bellicoso. And you even said yourself that you think the Toro has a, it will fit my palate a little bit better, like what I prefer.
2: I think it'll fit yours because yeah, you and I have a very similar palate right. and what we like. Um, I think the Torpedo is going to fit a lot of people. Exactly, it's it's got a great, very very complex flavor profile. But to me, the Toro just hit what I like and what exactly. I seek in my palate a little better.
1: And that's it's a gorgeous looking Toro. Like look at that.
2: I think rapper, it just looks solid. The wrapper is
1: solid, nice and oily, but not too much. The and I love the color scheme of the dual bands. Very I, I hate to say it because it sounds like a cheesy and easy compliment, but very Cuban-esque, but in that style of the Cuban like anniversary editions they come out with like the cohibas and the Monte Cristos. Very it done in that vein, but done just as well. A lot of people try to copy that kind of stuff and it doesn't work out as well. But, perfect. So
0: as- and But I would also know. like to know on top of that cigar, you have the LE Blue humidor with that, right? Correct. We designed up and worked with LE Blue to with the
2: torpedoes to do an LE Blue humidor. Now it's not just your standard LE Blue. We actually had a design s- sequence that we put in and they went and in it, each line that you see or each mm. color sequence you see is a wood inlay. Oh wow. So they had to inlay the wood, cut the wood exact fit. Um, a lot of time and effort went into them. That's uh, it's hence the price point. But I know they're super, super beautiful.
1: Oh no, I I've, I've, I've saw I saw one on display at the trade show. So we're gonna get one of those sent up here for us to film with, and we'll just we'll have that here for us. Yeah, I'm sure so we, that, can yeah. we can get that. I'm sure we can get it. Yeah,
2: we can get that right. Like the like the Mona Lisa, we'll be able to look at it. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs>
1: Um, so as I, uh, now I'm, I'm too excited to wait for you guys. So I'm going to well, light mine up start. and then, um, and then Greg, you can tell us a yeah, little I'm bit going. and then and ask me. before about. we do
2: a little bit about the, the differences between the, the torpedo and the, the, Toro size, the torpedo they, we've got a young lady in our factory. Her name is Lucrezia. Lucrecia has been with us for, uh, I want to say going on 38 years. Everybody in the factory refers to her as mama. She oversees all the specialty rolling. But there isn't a department that she doesn't walk into, and people know her, and she knows what they're, they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, she
1: comes to all the events, too. She's the one who comes to the events. She's the one that comes the to the comes,
2: yeah, yeah, correct. So when we designed it, or decided to do this celebratory with the factory, the factory got very excited because, as you all know, in the factories or in the countries that they're made in, they're very proud of where they come of from course, and their yeah. heritage. So they wanted to represent their 50th anniversary with something special. Lucrecia is the only one who rolled the torpedoes. Wow. She rolled all of them. Wow. Then she handpicked the team that was going to roll the Toros to have the oversee to make sure that they were done to her specifications to make sure that they were done properly.
1: Her daughter was actually my, like, coach in the rolling contest I had when I was in the DR, and I won. And that's
0: why your picture's on the wall.
1: Well, I won, but I, I cheated. Like, I, I, I didn't cheat. Like, she, everyone else was, like, rolling theirs, and then their person was, like, advising them how to do it. I just told her, like, hey, roll these for me, and then she did, and then I'm like, look, at it! I won. And then they're like, yeah, Uh-oh. I guess he won. That's yeah. better
2: than my first one. LaCrucia went over my shoulder. She says, Travis, that's the best looking backwoods I've ever seen. <laughs> went, oh,
1: man. It
0: was, it was, it was I thought it was a compliment. No. it's <laughs> a great cigar insult. That, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, can I light it up now? Yes. Thank you. God. So I'm going to be smoking the H. upman 175th, which is going to pay homage for H. Upman being around for 175 years. Yep. The only reason why I know this is because I work exclusively on that video for you guys. <laughs> um, that
1: was a good video, too.
0: Well, thank you. Great yeah, job on it. Uh, I'm super stoked about this. I haven't seen it in person yet. I didn't even get to see. I don't even think I saw the box. Was the box at the,
1: at the trade yeah. show? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. there.
0: Um, or running around like It was Mobius. on display under glass. Um, yeah, I, didn't, I don't think I got to hold the cigar yet. Yeah. So I'm super stoked about this. So if you can tell me a little bit about the blend and, you know, who blended it and things like that. It is a
2: Nicaraguan Puro. When they were designing it, I know that uh, Rafael Nadal, our blending team, the Grupo de Maestros, and AJ worked together on this using AJ's tobaccos. And AJ is, is as we all know, he's, he's like the superstar in, in the rolling world right now. But one thing that a lot of people don't realize is AJ does a lot of aging on his tobaccos. Okay. He's, he's known for just growing it, doing, doing through the full fermentation, and then he stores it away. Hence, that's why the last four or five years, we've seen some great cigars coming out of him and his name has been built up to what it yeah. is because he's now got aged tobaccos to be using. So we went through with Raphael, found the best tobaccos that would closely emulate the heritage that it came from, that, that original banker
0: style coming out of Cuba, that, that, the memories of that. And that's Can what you, we did kind of with that. And being that, you know, I'm semi-new to the, the industry, what do you mean by banker style? Well, the original story with the H. Upman banker was there was two brothers
2: that owned banks in Germany, and they went down to Cuba to have a cigar built to bring back up to their banks to give to their high-end clients. You think back in 1844, 1843, 32, They bankers back then, if you deposited $50, that was a lot of money. But as a bank to thank you, if you got a box of their own special blend, that was kind of a, a homage. Well, they did such a good job blending it that people were requesting it. And they made it available in their local retail settings, typically your pharmacies. And that from there, they ended up working with the factory, building the cigar
0: and making it regular retail. Right. Well, I'm, I'm super stoked. And, then, and this also comes with its own humidor as well. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a
2: specialized humidor. If you can see on the box, it's it's all engraved. This is the,
0: this is the actual from that's what, the ten count box. This is the ten count box. Yeah, so they're going to come out with another one. Or it's a, a, a humidor
2: th- that's very similar in styling, but it's a large. It's a large one, I believe. It holds
0: seventy-five. Okay. I
1: like that kind of like
0: silverish wood. Look. Looks like a safety deposit yeah. box. Yeah, it's like a bank. Like
1: oh, wow.
0: Who says we can't
2: tell heritage through the box alone? Yeah, boxes tell a lot. They do. People forget about do. just the box, the story that's being told with just the box alone.
0: Now going into like, you know, let's say going into the cigar, cause you know, educational side of you, of you. Yeah. Um, what would you kind of tell people about this cigar before you started smoking it?
2: Smoke it slow. Okay. Don't there a, a lot of times you see people that are impatient and they rush through it. They're, they're, the ember is burning way too hot. With this cigar, I, I really would offer to take your time keep the ember lit but keep the ember temperature down don't don't aggressively puff on it all the time if you're going to do a a tasting on it or you just want to enjoy the flavor not a couple of small puffs and then your your long draw slow steady one long draw just to keep it going keeps the temperature down well i'm going to get into this one
1: this is so goddamn good
2: Look at the oils that come off of that. I love the oiliness, the, the sheen that comes you off of that. You can already
1: tell, even though you got only like an inch or so on the ash, like that's a tight, not flaky ash. Like that's high-quality aged tobacco in there. That's beautiful, and it's rolled perfectly. That's great.
2: Should i have not a super bright white, but it will have a, a yeah. fairly white ash out of it.
1: So, Travis, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're smoking? Another... This one confused, like, was this? This wasn't an IPCPR release, but like, it came out like just before IPCPR, right? It came out in like late spring.
2: It's trying to jump ahead of the curve yeah. a little bit, yeah. but yeah, we did feature it as a, a new item at the show. Right. Uh, and it's a, the it's Espada, basically the Monte Cristo Espada that we know, the first Monte Cristo uh, Nicaraguan Puro. When we designed that one, uh, Placencia, mm. they've been doing tobacco for, I believe, 154 years, I think it is. Mm-hmm long time. I mean, they've been doing it forever. When they designed the Espada, they pulled some Maduro aside, Nicaraguan Piero Habano.
3: Right.
2: They pulled that Nicaraguan Habano aside, Madurod it, left it. So it was the same aging and, and time process as the regular Espada. Oh, wow. So when we designed this one, they built the same binder filler as the original, but put this nice Habano Maduro around. around it. Super rich, got great chocolatey flavor, nice, good texture on the mouth. But it still has that little bit of spiciness, a little bit of zest right. going on, like your regular Espada.
1: I love the Espada. That was in in that as we were talking about earlier, that kind of the AUSA I call it the AUSA kind of renaissance that started, I wanna say seven, eight years ago. Now I was always a, you know, obviously the Monte Cristo original, the Monte Cristo classic, the Romeo eighteen seventy-five, these are staples of the cigar industry. But for guys like me, specifically with Monte Cristo, and I'm not counting the platinum because The Platinum never got enough love, and I always feel bad about that cigar. It never got the love that it deserved. But the Monte Cristo Epic, followed by the Monte Cristo Monte, and then the Espada is kind of this new wave of Monte Cristos that were more complex, fuller, just just more in line with the modern-day profiles than, like, let's say the Monte Cristo original was. Um, So I was a big fan of the Espada, and then the Espada... What was the difference between the Espada and the Estoque? Was there, wasn't there really like good, was it a blend difference or was it, was it a size?
2: Next grade of tobacco. Next grade of tobacco. Mm-hmm. It's just a little right. better tobacco to, to create right. that one.
1: Um, and then the, what they're doing now, I mean, like I said, this is fantastic. Yeah, so I've had a uh, couple of Oscuros already there. I don't know, man, Monte Cristo has just been really killing it the past couple of years. And I'm, I'm very happy about that because it is one of the top tier brands. It's one of the most recognizable brands in the world. And I'm glad that they were able to make that kind of transition while still holding true like they're, to their story and their character but make it more modern and they're not gonna go crazy with like you know the monte cristo like Roma craft crazy theme thing but they don't have to they just gotta develop interesting unique blends like th- this is
2: well and we found is, years ago that yes we were capturing that that mellow medium market um but we weren't keeping up with modern times right. and the palettes have changed i mean we, we remember i think we all remember onyx and it oh, was so good oh, 15 really 20 good. years ago 15 years ago that was touted as a full-bodied cigar
1: oh yeah it was
2: today this exact same blend no no blend changes at all it's the exact same cigar nowadays we consider that more of a mellow medium because the palates have changed in the in the u.s consumer we weren't keeping up with that when we realized that so we created the monte right. by Monty, the romeo by romeo to try and start our way in there but we still wanted to keep our, our values in the brand to keep the good flavor notes going on, but yeah. not just give it a super super full body with nothing else. Exactly one dimensional, you know, head spinner, if you will.
1: There was a time I remember because I uh, like reading. I don't know some kind of information card that somebody was doing. I'm gonna light up to you opinion. guys. Absolutely, you're, you're killing me here. There was some kind of uh, information card, whatever. This is this had to be seven, eight, maybe maybe even when I first wrote, maybe ten years ago. And there was a card that it had for the Monte Cristo White series. It had like medium to full body for like, like the description. And I'm like, like, I think of that now and I'm like, what? <laughs> this, what? Yep. But yep. see, again, the Onyx, again, very underrated. There, were, there was these gems that AUSA had that I feel uh, with, with all the new great stuff they have, you know, fantastic. But these great AUSA gems from back in the day that just, they don't get the love anymore. Onyx, the Monte Cristo Platinum. Um, what was the other one I was just thinking of? Oh, I just had it. Oh, the H. Upman Vintage Cameroon. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, oh. came Staples. in the cedar sleeve. It was great.
0: Well, it's just like you were telling me that the. Um, you got. Isn't the Vega Fina in Europe like one of the most popular cigars, too?
1: Yes. The Vega Fina, I believe. Last time I checked with with Val before we moved to the Far East. Uh, far, far east. <laughs> the doubly far east. Um, Vega Fina, I think it was maybe the original, or one of the Vega Finas was the most popular non-Cuban cigar in Spain. Like, it's like the best-selling one in Spain that, was, that wasn't that was Cuban. At yeah, one time, got, it was the
2: most, was second most widely distributed cigar right under Monte Cristo. It was actually beating out Cohiba.
1: Now, this, production. the story behind that, or like why that one is so popular is because, um, and you stop me if I'm getting into any kind of legal thing we can't talk about, but... I'm pretty sure that we can't you can't sell these versions of the Monte Cristos in Europe, correct? Correct. Yeah. Because of the, the trade agreement. Trade agreement. So they, the Cubans are everywhere. Cuban Monte Cristos are available. You can't sell these versions. Right. So when it comes to high-end mellow cigars, which you know, obviously you have in this country, it's basically dominated by AUSA, right. the, with the Romeos and the and the Monte Cristos. In Europe, they don't sell them there. But with a Vega Fina, you get that similar Monte Cristo Romeo quality that mellows through the same kind of Connecticut wrapper that they're using on everything else. But they just it's a different label on it. Right. So it's a, actually a very, very big seller. And one but of them a,
2: a very different in quality. Oh, yeah. It's in you know, out there. Their marketing ploy is it's the most consistent cigar. Mm-hmm. It's a very consistent cigar. Every time you light one up, it's the exact same. But when you think about the pricing point, look at oh. your, your cuban pricing. That's all that's available beyond uh, with us but then you also look at the price point on the vega fina out there it's affordable and so it's in a really really high what, quality cigar
1: in spain it's probably more expensive than here but it can't be it's probably what nine maybe nine ten bucks
2: a, us dollar it, we're talking six to nine. Seven, seven to nine here
1: your average i mean your your cuban whatever your cuban romeo is probably running at least 14 to 15 out there so that's a huge price difference huge price difference um, and also, and I've said this before. That's some of the problem people have with Cubans is the inconsistency. Whereas, how many boxes of any cigar you have bought in this country, out this USA or general or whoever, where you open you get a box of twenty-five and like eight or nine of them are plugged or don't burn right? That you would be furious if that yeah. happened with a box of Monte Cristos or a box of you know sure. H. Upman uh, Vintage Cameroons.
2: I've I've heard that, but I don't know for a fact. Well, legal oh.
1: <laughs> but I, well, I, well, I know from personal experience that if I buy a box of 25 Cubans it's not like half the box can have burn problems but way more than anything I've gotten out of Tabacalera de Garcia or any, or any major one of these factories it's just a consistency issue, they, the tobacco tastes great but you can't beat the consistency of, of what we have in this country, it's fantastic
2: well, at Tabacalera de Garcia and our uh, La Flor de Copan out, out in Honduras, every single one of our cigars is draw tested yeah. To make sure that it's not plugged or underfilled. If it's either way, they just get broken. You know, yeah. They get they get broken and sent away. We don't have, we want, don't want to put those out in the out in the field. So
0: to a nice bundle that would be nice. So can I can I go way back? How far? Like to the beginning. Don't fall back. No, I won't you're go back. Twelve ice cream sandwiches. So, so many ice cream sandwiches. Are you going <laughs> caveman on us? <this>? Yes. <laughs> way back. So you're
1: going Cro magnet because
0: on? yeah because I, don't, I you know being new and you know. I always like to find out where things come from. Being that there was a Monte Cristo Cuban brand, but now there's a Dominican American brand. How did that all come about? Like, you know, how we were, how were we able to like like did AUSA start with Monte Cristo? Was that where you know is that where it started? Yeah, all, all as I know, it was brought over in this. I, uh, I want to say it was in the 60s
2: um, when everybody left Cuba, mm-hmm. they started going everywhere else. Well, they kind of took the name with and there was always been a court battle on who owned the name okay um and i don't know where it stands with it and i i I, I mean legally i can't really say but i know that that the u.s
1: version we're good yeah okay right from from just from what i've read it was because you got to remember that before Castro took over these were all i mean there was a few companies but they were mostly family run uh factories so monte cristo was owned by like a guy, basically, right. or, or maybe a group of guys. So when Castro came in, they all left. Well, like, when they wanted to start again in the Dominican or Costa Rica or Nicaragua, well, they want to call it what they called it for the past hundred years. So they would call it that. But then, um, I know, I, I USA. I know that there's been an ongoing battle, and I think there was some news recently, like, as recent as last year, about Cohiba. There's a big, big fight with Cohiba going on with guys. that. Yeah, and yeah, Partigas. Big, big fight. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And... Um, because, yeah, they're just, I mean, this is going to be tough to say, but I'm going to get it out anyway. The Cohibas from Cuba and the co—and most of the Cohibas here, or at least the Cohibas I've generally had, they're just too different in terms of quality. With the exception of, like, the Spectre, which is, like, really high-end. Like, Cohibas are, in Cuba, very, like, the Opus X Super, even to the Cuban market, very, very high-end, like, hard-to-find. The Cohibas here are very good, but they're not. They, I, don't know, I feel like it's not, it's not, the same kind of branding. Whereas gotcha. these Monte Cristos and those Monte Cristos, similar branding, similar style, similar tier, if you would, you know right. what I mean.
2: But if you look at the world market, when what we as U.S. consumers hear about Cuba, we're like, oh, I, I've never tried one, or I want to try one. We're we want them, right? We can't have them. We want them. Well, try going to Europe or try going to Spain with a Cinquenta. Yeah. They would they would like, can I buy that off you? I mean, they want our brands just as much as we want their brands when it comes to the, the Cuban and non Cuban.
1: Can you just take the blends and just like call them something, like, <laughs> you know, make a fake thing? Call them like Frank something. Frank's something. Call them Nick Sticks. There and then you go. Nick, the Nick Sticks Cinquenta. I had, yeah, had, because he had 50 sandwiches. And it's just a picture of a sandwich on the band. And then you sell this like under the table. Like, hey, listen, this is really a Monte Cristo, but we're going to call it a Nick sandwich. Right? Sure, there's got to be a way to get around it. How about a little nub and call it Nick's toe? Here we go. Nick's Chubb. Nick's Chubb. That's my fantasy team name. (laughs)
0: Now Nick. Nick Nick's Chubb.
1: I swear to God, if that guy's out for the... If he's out for just week one, I'm going to be furious. Yeah, well... You said that was a good pick,
0: too. It was a good pick until he got hurt. Sorry. I didn't know he was also injury prone. Yeah, of course he is. That's why he came to the fifth round. Mm. All right. Well, anyway. So what else do we have uh, coming out from the IPCPR that we had this year? From Uh-oh. the USA, the the one right in front of you, that, that
2: trade out Trinidad Spirit too.
1: That uh, was like another. You guys have been nailing like Toro sizes, or like like because like, the the Toro sizedness in the Cinquenta, and what's well, the other one I smoked the other day in the oh, in the Hispaniola. They just look really. I mean, they smoke really good, but they look just at the box really good. So I don't know who's your Toro guy down there who's been rolling these, but they all are just fantastic looking. And I'm a Toro smoker, so as you know. Yeah. Really? I yeah. didn't. Oh yeah, I yeah, I'm a Toro go, smoker. Okay. I love it. I love it. couldn't a good figure Toro And hey,
0: what about what you? What's your size? I have no idea yet. Still figuring it Still out? Still trying to figure it out. Well I love this size. This is a nice size. Churchill. But, Churchill. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think I would like anything bigger ring gauge wise. Okay. Um lengthwise works for you? Yeah. I mean to me. I mean, you know, I know length obviously has contributes to flavor, but you know, like it, it doesn't matter to me. as long but it's as, also time, right? You know, more so that, than anything. That is definitely one thing with kids oh, yeah. that I'll I'll take a shorter stick well, during during nap time. Nice Corona. Yeah, but this would be great to have. This is fantastic.
2: Do you guys find you you change your size preferences? If you travel, because I know you guys both travel. You know, yeah, I
1: something. definitely smoke something thinner on the I'm gonna call it on the road, but <laughs> when, when we travel, I, li- I like something a little thinner because also, shorter amount of time, because I'm usually busy doing stuff, and I'm usually at some kind of big cigar event of smoking in the Carolinas and IPCPR where I'm smoking a lot of different things. I'm not going to uh, smoke that. Like, if I'm only going to smoke it for a little while, I'm going to have to throw it away because I have to smoke something else or I got to go somewhere. That's an hour so, and a half or two
2: hours know, of a six hour show.
1: Exactly. Right? Yeah. So I like, I like to do. See, if I was working a booth, something like that would be perfect. If I was like, if I was being stationary and like, all right, I'm repping this company or doing this thing, I would definitely smoke a Churchill size. But usually when I'm running around, a Corona size, give me a nice little boost, give me a nice little sample of what the, what the blend is like, and then I have to move on to the next one. I don't think I smoked, like, during the show, I don't think I smoked two whole cigars at this year's no. trade show. We, we did not stop at all. Well, yeah, we, yeah,
0: I think it was like the morning and then it was over and then yeah. after dinner. The and morning like, and then it was over. <laughs> it was over
1: you're an epic storyteller there yeah. you know, even, well, even like
2: by the dinner t- you've smoked so many cigars you're like oh, okay i'm yeah. done i don't want to yeah. smoke the whole thing right see um, on the, i'm on the road so much i'm a i'm yeah. a big corona guy most of the time okay. Corona's a great. but kid. when i'm in the house i'm, I'm like you i'm like a, I, I enjoy a toro because i've got about an hour and a half of my break uh when i'm at the house two hours nine to nine to eleven i'm outside watching tv typically my car shows because i love cars mm. and uh so Counting i'll sit cars outside
1: on history channel yeah, I mean. Did you watch that new show on Netflix called Hyperdrive? Yes. Oh, it's pretty yes. good. It's really. Yeah. It's like American Ninja Warrior, yeah, but with, with cars, cars. I saw. It's it's actually the really good. In, in yeah, DL, it's, yeah, it's really good. Like yeah. it, there was an article I read out the other day. It's like hypercars is like the best Netflix show you're not watching.
0: Wow. It's oh, dude, it's sick. That's crazy.
1: It's just like, and they all come from, they come from Brazil, and Japan. the one guy was from Japan, they have all these Germany Germany. A husband and wife from Germany. There was Germany. A, husband, a husband and wife team from Germany that, like, that killed it. Like, you, should, you gotta watch it. It's really good. Yeah, and it's, it's not cool. all
2: those little Zippy cars like we see. It's, it's right. you, it old BMW or, you know, like a 7 Series. Or, that one it, guy it, did it
1: was drifting in a Lamborghini. And, yeah. they, and they, were, they were shocked. They were absolutely the Metador,
2: shocked. Metador, I think it was. Yeah. And it, yeah. And the guy with the, the full-size Challenger, like a 70 Challenger. Yeah. Wow. Drifting mm-hmm. with a 70 Challenger. Travis, do you also watch comedians and cars
1: getting coffee yes that's yeah, a really good show i
2: mean like the i just started it three days ago i yeah. think i'm on like number eight yeah that's a really good series that was it's, it's it's hilarious yeah it's so funny and you get it two comedians in a car together i mean just cracking at each other i didn't know jerry Seinfeld
0: was
1: such a big car guy oh so, yeah oh I, yeah I, I didn't know that oh, so. yeah. he's also super rich so like he oh, yeah. like his his car collection is like rivaled but, owned but that by by was Jay Jay his Lenin. thing though like oh, yeah, his it was hobbies, always cars and then the
2: mets Unfortunately. Yeah, the hell, yeah. Well, then you got Leno, too. I mean, everybody knows Leno. Yeah, he, he had his
1: own car show after he went yeah. off the air. Was, I think it was called Jay Leno's Garage. I think he it's has still- ridiculous. He has like 1932 Bugatti, like the first Bugatti ever made from like the 30s. He has crazy stuff. He's got the even-
2: highest collection of uh, Dusenbergs. Yeah. Of anybody. The hell's a Dusenberg?
1: Exactly. Okay. It's a doozy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like after how many <laughs>
1: sandwiches I had. You're going to make a Dusenberg? <laughs> yeah. No, that's a woozy. <laughs> oh, okay. All well, right, gotcha. <laughs> so the Trinidad of Spiritu, tell us a little bit about, I, is there a, I get the story behind like, you know, the, the 1970s kind of like Caribbean lifestyle. Is there more of a story to it? Like, is that oh, yeah. Rafael Nadal's personal experience or somebody? Like, can you give us a little bit more of a background on it?
2: Yeah, I, I know Rafael Nadal's a little older, but I don't think he's quite that old to know this part of it. But <laughs> you, think, you think about it, 50 years ago, hmm. 50 years ago, the Trinidad was out there, but the common man or people in Cuba couldn't get it. Right. That was the, the dignitary's cigar. The Cuban government, when they, somebody a dignitary came in, they gave him a cigar right. called the Trinidad. Well, when it became available, when they opened it up to the general public, that's where we say it's now been out available 50 years is because that's when the people got it. Right. That's when the celebrations, because now the people felt like the Cuban, they were becoming part of that Cuban government was releasing it and allowing the people to be part of their, their world. And so it was a big celebration, big time. And if we think about what was going on 50 years ago, if we look at Vegas today, that's what Cuba was 50 years ago. Yeah. Before the, the embargo and everything, that, yeah. that, that's, that's where everybody went. That was the party town.
1: I saw Godfather too. I know what I know. know. Yeah, was.
2: I mean, that was, that was the what, place what to what be. It was. And it was so dang close, why not, right? The Embargo happened, everybody got, but the cigar was available to the people. That's what we're celebrating is that time.
3: Beautiful.
2: Of celebration.
1: Um, I do like it, it's very colorful. And wasn't there something with you guys made like a special playlist for for like events with it? Like, like, like a Caribbean dance playlist or something? I, read, yeah. I think I read that on a half hour. Well,
2: it, it, we built it this cigar to be kind of that lifestyle of that time. Hmm. So with it, audible or hearing is definitely part of what you're doing. Right. You don't just sit and smoke in a vacuum with no noise. Why
0: don't you listen to some some authentic Latin music? That's your lifestyle at the moment. Eh, yeah. Vacuum noise is sometimes glorious thing to listen to. <laughs> the curse words it, as you're working on your car, it you just slip tr- a gear. It just
1: drowns out baby shark. No, that's
2: yeah. What is this baby shark I keep Right? Do you know the song? Oh, I hey, you know, know, I know the, the whole damn dance. Oh, well, that's,
1: that's do you it. know the that's dance? No. Nah, oh, I'd, I'd love, love that, to hear the song. I, come no, on, on I'll, I'll, I'll give you a No, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the dance. Then,
0: then, so baby shark is just fingers. Yeah. Mommy shark is just hands open. Daddy shark's full swing, and then grandma is is like she has no teeth left with your fans like this oh, that's horrible then, Oh, it's, it, this is for it's, children oh yeah loves it
1: granddad shark is just dead and on the every table. time
0: he wants to listen to it, he's like doo-doo doo-doo not like he went to the bathroom
1: not like he had 10 ice cream no no <laughs>
0: no that and he calls dinosaurs sarsars Sarkar? Had, uh, sarsars oh, same thing he doesn't he, he doesn't like to pronounce the d <laughs> Good man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how's your H Uptman treating you? This is fantastic.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, compared it to, compare to the
1: compared to the Hispaniola for me, like like what do you prefer? I want to know.
0: I like this one better. Like It'll get better. Oh yeah, mm. it's chocolatey. It's earthy. It's spicy. It's. This is everything I look it's into. All a cigar. It's know. all three words no, It's the only thing I know how to describe it's, a cigar. It's all
1: three cigars. And, yeah. it, cigar or, words and I then I
0: go touch of nut and then leatherly. <laughs> leatherly? Beverly? I, I made it up. Hey, I like it. Leatherly D'Angelo. Dictionary, if you're listening, you that's a new word. Webster, call me out. Right Webster to work.
1: This is <laughs> so goddamn good.
0: This is what makes me upset about this cigar what? is that it's limited.
1: You're yeah, like, well, we can get them.
0: I know we can get them. We got them right here. I know
1: we got them right there. I you know can, get, right you there. can get them for a while. What pisses me off but, about this is that we can't get that humidor. Listen, uh, if we split it. No. Okay. Hear me out. <laughs> we split it, but then I keep it.
0: <laughs> you have a better and chance you with can, Secret Chris. Secret? Do anyway.
1: You just put five grand in. Oh, okay. And I put five grand in, and I'll, give, five you, grand just and I'll give you half of the cigars and visiting rights to the humidor every other weekend. It's not a child. Yeah, it is. <laughs> A $10,000 humidor is like a child. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're wrong, secret.
2: What <laughs> if you get it uh, January through June and he gets it June through December?
1: Yeah, I don't need it. Or vice versa. I don't, need it, dr- I don't need it during the winter. I'm mean, sorry, I don't need it during the summer.
0: Why wouldn't you need it during the summer? Because
1: it's more humid out. I can, I, can, I can work other ways to humidify my cigars.
0: Well, yeah, but it's a whole look. If you're spending 10 grand, you better be using it every damn day of your life.
1: I probably would never even use it. If somebody gave me one of those, I would probably just have it on my desk. It was like something to look at. I probably wouldn't. I, I don't really use humidors like that anymore. I know. It's, yeah. just, it's just so much, you know, there's a lot of maintenance into it.
2: But remember, there's only, I think, 50 of them. I think 75? 75. Yeah, I think 75. Is, yeah, you're right. So oh, 70, only 75 of those humidors are out there.
1: LE Blue does a, a beautiful job. Like if, if there was like, a ridiculously priced humidor, I'd either get an LE Blue or have you seen that, that million dollar Swiss one? Mm. Uh, uh, if you can if you move on Google it like million dollar Swiss so humidor right here because what is he
0: going do. to do just show the picture from his phone no it? no it's not going to do the picture I just oh, want no. I think
1: it's called the Imperial or the Imperador um, it's
0: a million dollars it's a million dollars yeah
1: uh, who's going to spend, spend a million dollars on well, it well it has a hole in it that you put your cigar in it laser measures it with a ooh, with a laser and then offers up different cuts and it cuts it for you and imperial, then purely.
0: Imperial- uh yeah.
2: Say, wow. There's the video. So it's almost like an AI assistant. Yeah. To
1: but it doesn't even hold that many. It's like I mean, all gold inlet. It's like, like that's what makes it. Ah. But it only, I don't, I don't want I to, I say it wouldn't probably hold maybe 200, maybe. I wouldn't, how long would it, two nickels a day? It would probably be like 50,000 years before you can afford a humidor like that. Not that you, like I said, not that you, there's an awesome $50,000 wall unit that I would get. It almost looks like a safe, like a big wall safe. See, I get that for like fifty grand. I'm not spending a million dollars for something this big.
2: No. Well,
3: you
1: know,
2: if you got one of those and you want to enjoy some fine music, you could always go to the Espiritu channel. Yeah, the there's there's the the channel. Spiritu,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: which is on, it, it, I didn't really tell you, but it's on Spotify. Oh, is it? And if you just type in the words uh, Trinidad Espiritu, it'll pop right up. Let's see what they got. We got. I got
1: Spotify on my phone. I want to see. We're yeah. gonna
0: listen to it right now. I want to see what's on. Do you want to dance? Yeah. On the tables. Do, 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 I feel like it's that same song that's in every
1: like, Miami movie. <laughs> do that thonga? No, you can get yourself uh, Or
0: it's Baby Shark.
1: It's not Baby Shark. <laughs> it
0: I'm going to laugh Baby Shark's on there. That would be great. Is there, <laughs> who do we need to yes. talk to to put Baby Shark in there? So everybody's just listening to his music. Hey, Eddie, add that to and the list. The, and then <laughs> we're dancing and then all of a sudden Baby Shark comes on. You want to have it as background music?
1: Oh, and then there's Candela.
0: So you also do like, um, oh, there it goes, you also do like pairings as well. What do you prefer? Like, have you done any research or telling people what to pair their, their cigars with or like the 175th or the Cinquenta? When I do pairings, it's more what the market in that, that place looks for. Uh-huh.
2: Some places look for rum. Some people look, like to do things with wine, like when I uh, went to Napa. I'm not going to do a rum out in Napa. Right? Right. It wouldn't make sense. <laughs>
1: <But> <laughs> That's kind of funny, though. <laughs> I mean, I
2: mean it, it, so it, it depends. But right. when you talk pairings, pairings, you can pair a cigar with anything mm-hmm. that can be ingested, right? A lot of people forget. In my opinion, one of the best pairings with a cigar is chocolate. Absolutely, a high cacao or a low cacao count, or even a milk chocolate built in with with depending on the cigar you're having. And uh, one of the questions I got this last week was when we were doing the pairing was. Travis, is there an ideal, perfect pairing of a cigar and certain whatever it is? And the true answer is no, because we all have different palates, right? Yeah. We've got different tastes that we like. So what I think is great, you may go, it's not quite there. Right. You change yours a little bit. Like if we did the uh, uh, rum, you may say, I need to add an ice cube to mine, slight dilution. I can pull different flavors out of it. And that matches with my cigar, so it's up to the individual. But it's the, the, really the road to get there, the proper techniques and the, the ways to actually enjoy what the cigars are. Cigars are a lifestyle, they're not just something we are forced to light up and, and, and smoke. We get to sit back and relax and enjoy them. They're so it's what you do with it. And that's what, the, what I do with the pairings is it, we can do food, we can do like chocolate, wine, rums,
1: uh, soda. We actually we had an Instagram yeah, we a, question today. We, 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 it was just, it, yeah. w- it was just a, a very basic one. Is what do you prefer to pair with? And you know what? Thinking back
0: now, I not ca- a great question. Kind of
1: a well, it's kind of dumb. We should have for, for it should have been a specific. Uh, I didn't think of it.
0: Good job, Chris. Well, no, 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 no. We, not, It's
1: not his fault. It's not, <laughs> his fault. it's not his fault. It's it's, it's, it's I, I should it should have been for a specific cigar. What what would you like to pair it? Yeah, I agree. Because saying what's it, what would you rather pair with a cigar, whiskey, or coffee? It 100% depends on the cigar that you're smoking. So I'd rather pair a whiskey with this but a coffee with that, personally. Um, but what did we... Did I send you the results for that?
0: Yeah, we have... Yeah. It was about it was almost 70, 72% uh, to 28%.
1: Who, for which one?
0: Whiskey. For whiskey? Yeah. Man, we have a lot of alcohol. That's with this. any cigar. It's not really I isolated know, I mean, actually, which cigar I should have put, put for it a cigar. It went back... It was fifty six percent whiskey, forty four coffee.
1: Yeah, see, because it depends on the cigar, really. Unless you're putting unless you're making an Irish coffee, And in which case both.
2: But is it wrong to do a, a dark cigar, which you get a lot of chocolatey notes out of, typically, to do with a IPA?
1: No, no, uh,
3: I, I
2: tried that. We did it. We
3: How
2: about a blonde rum?
1: I don't really drink rum. So I'm not a big rum. I'm not. I don't really do rum tequila. I do. I do, I do whiskey, beer, and coffee. Yeah. Really, it. I don't. I'm not a big drinker.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but in you know what we typically would think would be the wrong contrast, like a blonde, uh, a silver blonde rum. Mm. you're clear is not typically have those deep, rich, dark flavors. Right. Is it wrong? Well, it's up to the individual. Right.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because sometimes, sometimes even the contrast could work. You know. Like, like,
2: like, you know, it's like when we build cigars. If you build a cigar and you're using certain grade levels and we take that exact same blend, one of the filler leaves, we go from grade three to grade two, just one grade better. The minerals that make that up can actually blend together to create another flavor that we weren't really expecting in the blending process. That's why we do so many cigars in development of of a blend. And then we taste them, say w- this blend, which one works. And it could be just subtle changes in between them, but it can really change the effect of what we're doing of course.
1: considerably. And, and you know what? You got to also think, like for a cup of coffee, for how I take my coffee at least, I'd rather smoke, let's say, a Warhawk than a La Coalition. Even though La Coalition is a broadleaf Maduro and has those like, dark, rich flavors, I feel like the Warhawk just pairs better with it.
0: Because you have a sugary, sugary coffee. I have a
1: sugary bitch coffee, except
0: for my espresso I just drink. Street. Two pumps. Three pumps?
1: Uh, I don't know. However, I don't. they can pump all day. I don't care. Today, I got a caramel latte decaf. <laughs> it has it has nothing in it that makes it coffee except for the cup.
0: <laughs> except for the
1: name. <laughs> yeah, except for the name, Duncan. Duncan well, that,
2: bullshit. The sweetness, you're getting the, the sure. Connecticut Broadleaf Binder that has that natural sweetness to it.
1: I got to say, that was a surprising move for a couple reasons. One... Henry Clay is notorious for being like the Broadleaf brand, and two, so many people are using Broadleaf now, and with the exception of Onyx, I don't really know of another big AUSA brand that uses a Broadleaf wrapper, so I thought that this was like, oh, this is, they're going to come out with the, the new Henry Clay. It's going to be their coming out party. They're going to join this kind of Broadleaf revolution, and you guys just flipped the script on everybody and put it as the binder, and it turned out phenomenally. It got, I think it got... One of the highest ratings an AUSA cigar has gotten on Half Wheel. I think it got like a 92 or 93 Wow! on Half Wheel. Wow. So, yeah, I got to keep track of that bullshit, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> well, and to find another manufacturer that actually does a broadleaf binder. It's very difficult to use a broadleaf as a binder because it's so thick.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. I think some of the old older Partaguses use it, but they don't get the... It, it doesn't like. F- mm, how do I word this? I like how it works with your blend on the Warhawk better than how I like it in the old part. The old particas they then they use like a, they use a they'll use a broadleaf binder and then like a Cameroon wrapper, and it, it, it was it, they're good like you know the old Lucetain like you know the old like red label Particuses. and they were good but that broadleaf binder works so much better on a profile like the Warhawk is set up with because you have that kind of deep rich kind of center to it. But then you have the nice, creamy, nutty outside with the Ecuador, And, and the slightest dash of, like, a sweet spice I, I get from the Ecuadorian Connecticut. Um, yeah, but it's a fantastic cigar.
2: But it goes right to, to the name of the Warhawk. You yeah. know, Henry Clay being that, that rebel, starting his own army and rebelling against everything to make things right, right? Yeah. So we decided, let's do that with this blend. It's always been the Broadleaf. Let's go with the blonde Ecuadorian Connecticut, but still play homage with right. the, the Broadleaf in there. And when you're, like, if you're cooking a steak, you go to any restaurant, each chef is going to do their steaks just slightly different. Mm-hmm. It's about the finishing work that separates the Michelin three-star versus the non, your, your the Outback diners, right, house. and you know, things like that. It's knowing your finishing work, and, and finishing that, that broadleaf was part of that crucial factor when we did it.
1: Are you a steak guy? I love steak. No. Oh, yeah. So my, I'm, like, a big steak guy. I either make it myself or I only go to, like, a good steakhouse. And my roommate, a couple months ago, went to, like, Outback with his family, and he came back with like two like porter houses left, they were only like $20 each. And I ate it, and I'm he's like, dude, actually, pretty good. And it was good, but you can tell the only reason it was good, they had to put so much stuff on it. There was blue cheese crumbles and like bacon, like a bacon thing, and like this kind of thin sauce. And there was so much salt, they had to put so much stuff on the meat <laughs> to make it like taste good.
0: Yeah, but when you go
1: good. to like a Smith and Wolensky, which is did they rebuild the one in New York yet? I know it burned down really? last year. I haven't been back in a while. I hear that. Or like the Palm or one of the, like the, t- those top tier steak places. They, they don't have to put a lot of nonsense on it. They just know how to cook it right for like the natural juices, a little bit of butter, the right seasoning. Oh, carne Vino, what a What a damn shame. I'm still upset. I know. That was, that was that was my place in Vegas. It was one of Maribitoli's places that unfortunately yeah. got closed because he was playing hide the zucchini, I guess, or whatever he was doing. Oof. Uh, but what is your perfect steak cigar pairing?
2: Bacon wrapped filet mignon.
1: And what cigar, what cigar are you using? What cigar are you smoking with that? Like what is your, <laughs> like special, like your, your, this is it. Like you just got promoted to CEO of the world. Like, and this is the steak you're having. What steak from what place and what cigar?
2: Smith and They're 18 or 20 year, a uh, day dry age. Bacon wrap, thick cut bacon, mm. bacon wrap. Cigar, believe it or not, and, and, and people don't really give it the homage that, that it deserved back in the day, but it's a cigar that, that's no longer manufactured. That's the Sejas uh, signature in the Toro oh, size. Oh, and the, in
1: and the, the white label Sejas? Yep. They were good. They're they were, I remember them being very expensive, but they were good. We had a, we to, they were in, I want to say they were like a $40 five pack or around, but this is back when I first started where a $40 five pack was like unheard of. You know, if your five pack wasn't like twenty five ninety five, like no one was buying it. Like they had to be super cheap because that was the, th- the original deal. At least our five packs back then was you were buying three and getting two for free. That was how they were priced. So they were they were cheaper than buying a box, cheaper than even buying five of them in singles, and that's how we sold a lot. So a forty dollar five pack was like not gonna sell. But those Sehases were really, really yeah uh Sejas, he was. Who was, the, was the, uh, at, who was he? Was he a blender?
2: He was our master blender master who blender. started Tobacco Larry D. Garcia in yeah. 72 and uh, re- four or five years ago retired. Okay. And then in retirement, he said, you know what, I, I can't get out. It's kind of like the Gene Tipton. Yeah. Know, he, he retires after 53 years. And he said, you know what, I, I, I can't. I gotta, I, gotta, I love this industry, right. as we all do. When we get in, we're in. You know, We love this business and we love the people around it. So I started his own brand uh, at that point. But he created his own, say our signature blend, and the reason it was so expensive is it has one of my favorite tobaccos in it, not used in very much, and that's the uh, 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 Peruvian. Oh yeah, Peruvian tobaccos is it, which when well, you mentioned the platinum, that's what makes that one very unique. Is that that, that uniqueness is really coming from that, that Maduro we coming out of Peru? So
1: we got to start a revolution because that it's criminal. How that Monte Cristo Platinum has been casted aside. Gotta try it. I got to give you some. I have some.
3: Yeah.
1: It's my, my friend, Mike. I gave him one. He just became a cigar smoker like the past two years. It's become his favorite cigar. He buys five pack, like a five pack every three weeks. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's a Platinum series. It's just a Platinum, right? platinum.
0: Oh, yeah. no, not Platinum series. No, it's a Platinum series. Right,
1: okay. And it's just like the regular Monte Cristo band, the same way you would right. find on the original of the it's classics. Like silver. But it's But it's, pla- well, platinum. it's platinum. It's
0: one
2: of the core yeah, brands. brands.
1: Yeah, it's a core brand. And it just never got the love, man.
2: And they, the core brands are in the Monte Cristo Classic, the Monte Cristo White Label, the Monte Cristo Platinum, and then we recently added the uh, Monte Cristo Nicaragua as a core brand. Um, done a little higher body level, right. a little different flavor profile. Done with AJ.
1: That was cool. I, I liked how you know because before that, the last entry into the what, what was the last one before that to the core level was it the white or was it the platinum? I think it might have been the platinum. It was like the before the Nicaragua they hadn't had a, a new core line in years you know they had the epic and the espada and everything but they weren't considered the like that the core it was the core four now i guess it's core five they
2: were all based off of uh, one of the cores
1: right running off of that right um speaking of the monte cristo epic you guys are bringing it back a little bit
2: we are oh,
1: we are. That's, that's actually i'm excited about that
2: it's it's the re-release of some cigars when whenever we make cigars we always do an overproduction because you never know when we have issues right. with certain blots uh, of stuff that's made because everything's tracked. If we have issues, we can always recover with the same cigar that was made at the same time. So we always do an overage on everything. And when we did the overage on these, we actually increased it because we saw the, the popularity of it right away. So we quickly made more and rest them away. And we are now re-releasing them uh, in that exact same cigar that we had from before
1: but just in that uh in that size in the the red box torpedo yep yeah
2: yep which is basically the the monte cristo epic just another uh elevated scale and, right. and body art and uh, grading level but also that iconic number two trumpet style or trumpet shape and for those who haven't seen it, it it's you see your regular balcoso it's got straight sides with the little torpedo tip mm-hmm. this actually looks like a trumpet you'd see out of london right. Or out of England or wherever they're calling the dogs, you know. To it was hunt. a
1: it was a beaut, it was a beautiful smoke. And like I said, that was the first one that they had come in. It was before I actually went to the DR, but they had come in the the yellow band ones. Uh-huh. Like they were like the regular the, the original original Olympics, effects. yeah. And it it wasn't it was like it wasn't as strong as this, it wasn't as strong as the Espada or the Mani, but um and this is actually before I had any of the platinums. And I smoked one of those, and I'm like, oh, this is like a different – it wasn't overly strong at all. I think it's still a solid medium body. It wasn't crazy in its strength, but it just had a little – some more nuance, some different flavors that I never really tasted in a Monte Cristo before, but it had that Monte Cristo quality to it. So even though it was more in line with my flavor palette than the original or the classic of the white series, but it had what I – always liked in Monte Cristo's, which was the quality. Like, like the quality and the construction on it were fantastic.
2: Well, I think the Epic name, and Epic, it, it's, it's the pinnacle. It's kind of the top. Yeah. And when it was built, we wanted to really tell the story of Monte Cristo, that refinement, that, that elegance with it. But we used 07 tobacco mm. in it, which is what's in this. So using an 07 older tobacco, it's going to be very smooth, very creamy, oh, which very. is what we wanted to do with that blend. We wanted to make it very flavorful but not meld, right. very distinct, Flavoring, but also very elegant, and doing it by, by having a, that older tobacco made it very smooth. What what
1: is the blend of the epic? uh do you remember. I don't remember off the top. No, of, I don't remember off the top of my head. I either. believe it was. Does it say it doesn't say in that pamphlet? No. It's who inspected it. No. Uh, I do believe it's a Habano wrapper, if I'm not mistaken. Well,
0: we'll check that out.
1: Yeah, check it out. Let me see. I'll, I'll, I'll Google too. Oh, so, I what Google. drink
0: are you having with that steak and that that cigar? What's your go-to? Johnny Walker Double Black.
1: That's what you're going with. Not, you
2: know not
1: even a Not even a gold or. A, you know, you, no black? I
2: like the smokiness out of the Double Black. I do. I. I I'm, but
1: yeah. if you're gonna go with a smoky Scotch, go with like a Lagavulin or something. Well,
2: I'm a simple man.
1: All right. I'm a simple guy. With your bacon wrapped filet mignon, <laughs> I'm a I'm a simple man. I have a simple taste. A, a, a Big Mac and, a, and some Johnny Black for me, please. <laughs> Uh, um, If I'm going to elevate, I like to elevate my cigar level. I did like your location, because I also would do Smith & Walensky, but I would do the dry-aged ribeye. Okay. Cream spinach. Their onion rings. And then, depending on... And an
0: ice cream sandwich. No. Oh.
1: Well, I have... I don't know if you do this, but I have... Like, when I go to Smith & Walensky or any steakhouse, like, I have a routine that you have to stick by because when I'm paying $80 for a steak, I'm not taking it home with me. I'm not, True. I'm not mixing it with eggs the next morning. Like it's getting eaten there. Yep. So me and my friends go, we're allowed to have one drink. This also keeps down the price because these steakhouses get up there. We each get one drink. Don't get a beer because it's, it's too filling. It's pointless. You get one drink. I usually get like a maker's Mark Manhattan straight up. Then they bring out the basket of bread. Now, usually I would say just forego the bread, but Smith & Walensky has really good rolls. Like they have some like pretzel rolls and sesame things. Wow, and you, but you, you got to limit yourself. You get, we get one each. It's like I'm going to dinner with my dad. Yeah, your dad's a smart guy. Pay attention to him.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, Maybe if he's you listen he's, to him, you wouldn't, he's trapped in you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be secret. <laughs>
1: you wouldn't be secret. Um, then you get your steak. Then you get two sides of the table. You get cream, spinach, onion rings. Onion rings. Uh, their, their their onion rings are really good. Really, they're really good. I think onion rings. I think like and A then, and W. And then no, you get yeah. the,
2: not Smith and Walensky.
1: Oh no! But when you there's a it's, think of how Smith and Walensky would do an onion ring. It's that good.
0: It's really think good. of the bloomin onion on steroids. Wow.
1: No, no, no. Bloomin onion is for animals or the me on a at, at Outback. Yeah.
0: Uh, I just love seeing your reaction on things. No, no. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love a good bloomin with that sauce the sauce is,
0: oh, the sauce is the boss jesus
1: although i'll tell you that the the texas bloom at texas roadhouse is better
2: see Here. i prefer not having any sauces on anything i eat oh, it's got to nah, be it's got to be the, the true essence of what it is
1: uh, here's a funny story uh when we were in college and like when you're a broke freshman in college like during like parents weekend our one friend his parents would come and he would take our entire because we, there were six of us in the suite they would take the entire all of us out to texas roadhouse which was, like, a big deal for us. Like, it was our fancy thing. And one time we we're going, and I always got you know, the... it's still a uh, fancy thing for me. No, it's a bit, I, dude, I'll go with you any time. All right, good. Um, and they, they had the chicken fingers platter. which was going to, the chicken critters. And they were, like, they are almost like Popeyes, but, like, bigger, because they were, like, really crispy. There was, like, a lot of friedness on them. And I liked all the different sauces. So they had like honey mustard, barbecue, blue cheese, ranch. And then they had like the, the one for the onion, the
0: blue onion thing. He did not limit himself when he went to the Roadhouse, apparently. No,
1: no, 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 no. Well, because first of all, I wasn't paying for it. And second of all, I wasn't getting an eight-hour steak. Second of all, I was, get, all, it, I was it, getting if you get every sauce for yeah. free. I, got I was I, getting I, chicken cheese. Sure breaks up the top ramen. Yeah. <laughs> so I go, and the waitress is like, hey, what can I get for you? I'm like, all right, can I get the chicken critters? And I'm like, and I wanna wanna get all the sauces. So what she said to me was, oh, you're like me. Thinking like, oh yeah, I also like all the sauces. What I heard her say is, oh, you like meat. So the exchange went like this. I'm like, hey, can I get the chicken critters with all the sauces? Oh, you're just like me. Yeah, I guess I like meat. And that's the last time I ever tried to flirt with a waitress. (laughs) Who? Bull. Who's on? Who's yeah.
0: Ball. Yeah.
1: No. Bull. Oh, no. That yeah, doesn't. Ball. You no, foot no. ball. Right. Running, tell, a, tell running a number on a receipt is not flirting. This, that's every that's every being a coward. Every time we go
0: to a restaurant, this guy writes his number on the receipt.
1: Only if I flirt with him kind of during the thing.
0: That's what he does.
1: Yeah. And it worked. It worked at Zinberger.
0: It did. But how the and where are you guys now? How's oh, no, She got hit
1: by a car. She's dead. <laughs>
0: for, God. Well, so, for, throw a cliff and for, and for all you all out there if you got tips,
1: yeah, how do I pick up Zinberger waitresses? Send <laughs> how do I in get those, your tips? How do I what get those Texas Roadhouse? We're gonna hostesses. have an
0: event with Nick. You know, tip, tips on picking up waitresses and Dude, possibly cigar smoking. S- speed
1: dating at a restaurant. <laughs> There's all the waitresses come up and I got to speed date them.
2: 17 restaurants, appetizer only. How to pick up girls? And
0: and what place has the best sauces?
1: Texas Roadhouse, in terms of a chain. Uh, I
0: wasn't really. No, but asking. I'm really telling you. You want you to are. open up
1: Pandora's oh. box? I'm gonna fill it with sauce. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that from avatar no I just made it up
1: uh, no pandora's <laughs> oh, God. you know pandora's box never mind we're not, we're not I, it making, was a joke but it, like, do you I, know yeah okay let well, me sure you know because i don't i don't know if anthony knows what About, like that pandora's box is like a real thing oh it is a real thing well like it's a mythological mm. thing so it's not real but it's like it's like zeus it's okay like a, so man, it's not real you know, it's, it was it wasn't for a lot old. of greeks it was real for yeah, a long well, time how's your up man
0: the gaze-y. Awesome.
1: From, they're fake?
0: Yeah. Okay. Myth. They're F- fun. F- <laughs> no, no comment. Uh, how was your upman? I like it a lot. This is, I'm like. Is it getting better? Is it, is it, is it the flavor's kind of increased on it? Uh, Intensity-wise, yes. But it's been kind of being the same, you know, the, the flavor's getting stronger, but it's the same flavor profile that I got from the beginning, which I'm liking a lot. I found, and on yours too, I found both of those. It takes a little
2: more than, normally a cigar, about the first half inch, that you need to let those oils that are in the cigar kind of warm up, and they'll, once they warm up, they start to open up their flavor. They vape a little bit. You know, they, they turn to an air or to a gas. Those take a little longer. I think it's just because the tobaccos are a little older. It takes them a little little more for that oil to, to warm up. De- definitely getting more leather
0: in the cigar. I will say I,
1: I, and I think, I don't, it's a very smooth cigar. At first, I was thinking, like, has this gotten smoother the more I've been smoking it? And the answer is no. But what happened is usually on a cigar with this like with this kind of body to it and this kind of flavor profile is when you get this far back towards the end is usually when it starts getting a little stronger, like a little rougher in terms of its flavor. This has remained a, a consistent smoothness, right. which is unusual for when I'm that far into a Toro. So that's a very good thing. So it hasn't been getting smoother, but it, the smoothness has been consistent. Where now I would anticipate getting a little little smokier, right. you know, a, a little more, I don't want to say bitter, but that's usually, you know, on a fuller bodied cigar, that's usually what happens. But on right. this, it's smooth you know, when, and I'm approaching the second band very, very soon. Later.
0: Yeah, you're, you're going through that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry.
1: Sorry. So,
2: Womack. How about the H. HM? oven? Have you guys talked about the H. HM? oven. The new one. The Hispaniola? Hispaniola. Didn't we
1: smoke it on a podcast? thought we did. did didn't
2: we, we smoke so, it on a podcast? I think we did.
1: We, yeah, we smoked it on, we had a whole podcast. I mean,
2: that one, that, that, I mean, that's kind of a fun story. Yeah. Because yeah. you're talking about the history of, of the Dominican Republic or the island of Hispaniola, which encompasses Dominican Republic and Haiti together, mm-hmm. that's the island. Uh, talk about its, its heritage and history. The H. Uh, and the when they, we designed this one, we wanted to give this one to the Mendez family. This is part of our what we call our, her- our uh, collaboration series, right. starting with H.U.B. and AJ. And then the second one was with the group at the our master blenders, to really create something that embodied who they were. And then this one, we actually went to the Mendez family and said, we want to tell your story. We want to do it in a cigar. So they went back and the traditional method of fermenting the tobacco instead of doing the six by six by 10 foot Mm -hmm. stacks of tobacco that create the pressure to start that heat process. They actually took the tobacco and they put it into a palm, bunch of palm, uh, a palm leaf, rolled it up like a taquito and then tighten it down using a rope tightening method that really just compress it. Oh, wow. And the reason they had to do that is when they brought the seeds over from Cuba, it takes two or three years for those seeds to adapt to the soil. You can't just take the seeds from one soil and then adapt them immediately and have a full growth or full yield. So the yield was real low. So they had to come up with something because they couldn't get those big stacks. So they started the enduyo method. But when they did the enduyo, they realized the tobaccos that come out of there are very, very sticky and oily. If you think of a normal fermentation pile, they're, they're big, but they get air flow through right. it. So when they heat up, it, it heats up the oil and the oil vaporizes out and you lose some of those oil contents. In the Anduyo method, you don't lose anything. It's sealed it completely. Right there, right. They open it up every six weeks over a six-month period, but the, that oil is, uh, and everything is just locked mm-hmm. in there. So in a blending process, it's very difficult because it has so much oil to it, so much flavor going on, that you, it's, it, it's like having the, some a the really, really strong drink and trying to marry something with it. Difficult. right? So when, with the tradition, they also went back to the Pilotico tobaccos. Pilotico tobaccos are, are, are proprietary to us because we've asked the Mendez family, can we use your seeds that were brought over from Cuba, which they still have? Mm-hmm. Can we grow some of that and create that Pilotico tobacco? Use it in the 80th anniversary,
1: right? Yeah, and I was Monte there I at the, that uh, was at a the great... launch party in Norlans.
2: Yeah, that was a that was a good. Spot. That was a huge hit. I mean, it... I gotta
1: say though, I'm, I think I do like the Hispaniola better than, and I, I love the Pilotico, but I think I like the Hispaniola better. I don't know. It's just it's a fire little cigar. There's like a, there's so much going on, and yeah. I like that. There's so much going on. And it's, it, But everything is kind of balanced. But also, it's just not what I've ever really anticipated from. So like the, the H Upman by AJ was stronger and complex. But the just has so many different flavor notes going on. And I haven't, I haven't really seen that in an H Upman, really, like, like ever. I mean, uh, there's, there's been very good H Upmans that I smoked regularly. But in terms of that, it just took me by surprise. And then when I had the next one, we did the podcast. It was just as good. So that's, yeah. that's always good.
2: No, it's, it's a great It's nice cigar. to see other manufacturers have used Anduyo, and I think they got close, but like I say, it's such a difficult tobacco oh, to yeah. blend with that you need time. And the Mendez family said, we need to go back to our tradition, but we did 50 years ago. So if you right. want a cigar that reminds you of what could have been 50 years ago, that's the cigar to be smoking.
1: I also, that's what I use when I make my uh, jambalaya, I use Anduyo sausage. Yeah? Yeah. It's good. I don't think it's made the same way, but.
0: No, it's rolled. It it's might be on the same farm.
1: That's how they. they that's how we ferment the sausage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they roll the meat in the the same leaves.
1: But uh, again, like what I said earlier, the Toro size in that, the Toro size in the Aspiritu, the Toro size in this, they are just, mm, they're
3: hitting.
2: They're hitting,
1: man. They're getting those those Dominican hitters, bro. Um, but we but had
2: I, to give H Seven its identity back.
1: Yeah, I think that was. I think that. that was an issue. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on. I mean, there was never, like, a really bad... I mean, the Banker was good. I like the Banker. Um, The Aguero we talked about has had a few issues. Um, Those vintage Cameroons, man, that was... That was one of my first more premium everyday... I mean, I was smoking, like... Whatever I got my hands on back in the day, but the vintage camera was the first like everyday smoke that was a premium, smoke. like, hey, I really like this. And you know me, I constantly need consist like a uh, diversity in what I smoke. I, can't, I, can't. I never buy boxes, I never buy, unless it's something super limited, I never buy boxes because I need to smoke different things all the time. But that one, I would smoke like two of those a day. You would use the cedar to light it up because I was kind of a douchebag. It was great. Yeah, you didn't light the
0: whole house on fire or the work. Well, I, place. Was,
1: a, I was a professional lighter back then because oh, I was okay. lighting three, four cigars a day. So I knew, how to, I knew how to light. I was doing it in fancy ways. We would take the ashtrays and we would take the butane and we'd go like that and then we'd like drop a match in it and like yeah, we, were, we were crazy. So you were bonfire lighting. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, got bored sometimes. I have not Mon- heard that one. That's my first. Monday nights in February were very dead in the store. Oh, <laughs> <time>. sure. <laughs> so we had to fun <laughs> ways to entertain ourselves. Pyrotechnic, yeah, yeah, pyrotechnics.
2: Yeah, yeah but like you say, we're 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 trying to build cigars off of what the consumers are wanting nowadays, right. and that's why our tasting panel uh, includes people like yourself, myself, who are out in the field talking with with the consumers and what they're actually looking for, and then feeding that back to our blenders, uh, right. Rafael Nadal, and and to really help build what the people are looking for today. And I think we're hitting the mark. I think because we're listening,
1: right. And I, I also like Rafael's approach to it in that he. Uh, you know, he'll call me when he sends out a blend and he'll be like, hey, listen, you know, here's the, the cigar. He's like, I don't want to just know if it's good or not here, but I want to know, like, here's how it's supposed to taste. Yeah. Because a, a lot of times with a review panel when you're testing a your blend, it's like, hey, you know, score it in terms of how good it is it. Oh, excuse me. Ice cream sandwiches. You don't uh, have one. I know. I had a nice tuna sandwich instead. Uh, But he'll send out a cigar and be like, not just, you know, score it on, you know, is it good? How does it burn? This and that. But like, did we hit the mark in what we were looking for? Because a lot of times blends like you, maybe you're blending because you want something more like this. It turns out this way, but you'll still use that one. But now what you were originally going for, you you didn't make. Raphael makes sure that when they're blending a new cigar now, this is exactly what we're going for. Does it hit that mark? And I think it's great. I I love what you guys are doing over there. I'm very happy to... uh, be a guess we're just like sisters right sisters sister sister. Yeah, sister that was a great show what a good show were they really twins or was it like yes. a like a Lindsay Lohan
0: deal no they were real, really, really real twins yeah
1: isn't what I'm like crazy probably I don't know who that smart is smart guy no I'm not I'm not I'm not mad at you for knowing that I just didn't know what it was yeah well now now I'm furious <laughs> it, it definitely tells the story though yeah um, this, is, this, this is awesome. I'm, I'm giving this a solid nine. I'm giving it a solid nine. Wow. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Chris. And speaking of
2: Rafael Nodal, we had another release from Rafael this oh, year. Oh, yeah, the
1: uh, aging room in, in number, number two. two with the tobaccos from Ometepe. You know, who told me about this was our dear friend, Dan Devereaux, or as I call him now, mini Raphael, because he started wearing the same kind of blazers and the same kind of shoes. You should see him in the office. Oh, my God. He must be like, he must, you guys must love him down there. Great guy. They took advantage of him up here. They've made fun of him. My, my, poor, my poor Dane Who baby. doesn't
0: make fun of anybody around here?
1: I know, but like Dane doesn't but everybody's Dane is Dane is like a, he's such a good all, soul.
2: Yeah. Well, he, he's that quiet guy, but when boy, when he lets off that one-liner, it'll make you roll. It'll just belly roll. Give him a
1: few beers too. Yeah. Oh man, oh he's great. And can, can sing. Can, yeah, he can really sing. He can yeah. sing. And he, he, he's a mixture of a character like right out of a Mafia movie and like right out of Seinfeld. He's like if if the if a guy directed if the guy who made Goodfellas directed a Seinfeld episode it would star Dane. Okay. We should get him on the podcast. He'd be great. He would. He'd be we great. We can. We got to try to get him. He's about, the brand manager he's for Adrian. Brand AG manager though, for Adrian. So. We can do a whole Adrian episode. Yeah. So but tell that, us a little bit more about the. I, I know I know about. I went to the launch event, but tell us tell Gregory a little bit about the Adrian yeah, event number two.
2: Well, if it really it goes for one thing like you mentioned. Ometepe. In Nicaragua there are three major growing regions that most everybody uses. And there's only one, and that's the Esteli, which we all know, 1,300 feet in elevation, surrounded by volcanic mountains in a big valley. So you get that real spiciness out of the tobacco. But then you got Jalapa and Condega. Those are the three that everybody plays with. Not, uh, uh, Nestor, he uses an island in the middle of Lake Nicaragua. Now, I want you to kind of envision you're at 50,000 feet in elevation and you're descending. You see Nicaragua. And as you get closer, you see this huge body of water. It's actually the largest freshwater lake in the world. There's actually sharks in it. Wow. That's how big this thing is. And then you, as you get closer, you see this, this little island.
1: Travis, are they, are they full-grown sharks? Or are they
2: baby sharks? Or are they they're baby sharks? <laughs> 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 they're they're the halfway between one and the other, from what I understand. Teenage, now, I've not
1: seen one. Teenage a-hole sharks. Yeah, you yeah, guys know
2: it all. You little duck. They don't open their mouths. Yeah. <laughs> There's no dude doing around here. They'd, so be the, they'd be the, the, the this instead of yeah. this. Right? <laughs> <Just meh. laughs> they don't know who they are yet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be a shark. I want to be a seal.
2: <laughs> but as you're descending, you're going down. You see this large body of water. You see this island. And as you get closer, you see this island. You see these, these two mounds that have the steam coming out of it. And you, you don't know why. But you find out they're volcanoes because there's magma flowing below Those those. Those are actually volcanic, live volcanic. Mountains on either side mm. and they're venting they're venting core nutrients yeah. from the magma now we, as you get a little closer you see this little little valley and you see a, a sombrero and the guy looks up at you and it's Nestor waving at you well I personally thought Nestor lost a bet yeah, I bet you 150 something years 154 years or something like that been growing tobacco the other manufacturers have got to go i bet you can't grow tobacco here right he went "Uh, i'll bet i can but it actually was ingenious because you think about those two volcanoes no matter which way the trade winds go those vent those core nutrient vents will end up in the growing area Mm. and you think about tobacco it doesn't grow but maybe eight ten inches deep right it's a topsoil plant so all those nutrients are going to be in there in what you're growing so he's growing these tobacco in between these two volcanoes and it creates plants that are not your normal six or eight foot tall plants. They're only growing about three and a half, four feet and they're a lot of smaller leaves, but they create this huge richness out of the tobacco. This, this wonderful right. array of, of unique flavoring. Um, kind of like when I describe uh, the Peruvian, just unique and different. Right. That is very unique and different. But when he blended this, he went ahead and blended using all. Ometepe Tobacco's in the blend, in the uh, bin number two. Wonderful cigar, fuller bodied. It's not uh, yeah, yeah, full it bodied, but you know, yeah, like your La, La Florida Dominicana, you know, right. which do a great job for the full body stuff, but it is a rich full body in, in the form of flavor. Something that when, you now I'm backwards, and I'm sure most of you guys smoke your milder in the morning, maybe ramp your way up if you know you're gonna smoke multiples in one day. I start off with my full bodies. Because I want to get my heart rate going. Right. But then at night, I want to sleep too. So I do my miles in the evening. (laughs) I'll drive to work smoking one of these. And everybody in the office thinks I'm nuts, which I guess I kind of am.
1: I drive 30 miles in 10 minutes. (laughs) Just flooring his Camaro. I'm gone in 60 seconds. (laughs) Bad boys three. Camaro, I'm a Dodge guy. What are you talking about? Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. Eh, No problem. (laughs) That actually, I think, would go well with your Johnny Double Black.
2: It would. It would and there's no it, it, i chose the sejas because that's the one i've always tied to because uh, jose and i have, have had a great relationship we still talk so I, I have a little loyalty to it and it's just a blend that uses that ometepe or the uh, um uh, peruvian tobacco that i just love
1: do you guys have any of those like in a warehouse or something any of the old sejas signatures i would like to smoke hmm. one now because i haven't had one in I, 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 probably eight years
2: next time i come up i'll bring you one please I've do got, i've got some in my humidor yeah yeah, it's a, it's a really good
1: smoke. Yeah. You know, it, it was just I, I couldn't afford it then. Right. You know, at it was probably, jeez, it was it was close to twenty dollars. I want to say it was maybe fourteen or fifteen dollars. And this is
2: yeah, it was in the eight mid,
1: nine years ago when mid,
2: mid-teens. Yeah,
1: when that was only Padron, Monte Cristo, and like Davidoff were at that. Like no one was doing a fifteen dollars cigar. It just was it was one unheard of. Most of the cigars we had in our store were. I want to say probably under six bucks. Most cigars we had in the store were under six dollars, so it was just it was a tough sell back then. But now, I mean, let's, let's bring that let's bring that back. Let's see if do you, let's see, see if you guys have any like in the warehouse that we can like sell because that'd be a cool rent, like a little revitalization project. I'm just start selling those Sehoses.
0: He's looking at you like, no, you're not like selling us
1: because <laughs> oh, he I, wants them all to
2: Way above my pay grade, and, and but uh, I, I know where I might be able to get a hold of a few for you.
1: I would appreciate that. Thank you.
2: I, I keep in my humid at the house. It's it's just ones I. Stick those back. Special
1: occasion ones, man. But yeah, let me I ask haven't.
2: you, when was the last time you guys smoked like the Romeo Anniversario?
1: I've had a Romeo Anniversario in a while. I had an 1875 Bully a couple weeks ago. When I was out with my buddies. That's always a solid smoke. That's always a good go-to.
2: But the Anniversario's got that um, Peruvian tobacco in it, too. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's one that what I keep. What was the
1: one? The, are those the ones that came in, in the, the wood rectangular boxes back in there. Was that the Anniversario? I think it was. It was Romeos. They were like, we just call, we used to call them fancier Romeos back yeah. in the day. And they came, yeah. in, like, and they came in like a wood, wooden box.
2: They were celebrating yeah. the anniversary in, yeah. in 2000.
1: And then there was also the, I remember the museum edition. Oh, the Romeos,
2: oh. frosted glass with it. Yeah, oh, yeah. They came
1: in like a glass. They came in a tube, like a frosted. Th- and then I the, think they were Ecuadorian. A, the humidor alone was worth like a lot. It was like a like a work of art. Like it had like this. We it had like this cool picture on the inside uh, of the humidor. Three dimensional, three dimensional art like artwork on the on the inside. It was it had to be a couple thousand dollars for the for the humidor and, this, and then it was 30 cigars. I think it was 30 cigars. I think they were 30 bucks each and this is also eight or nine years ago. We had a box that sat on the counter in the store for years and maybe we would sell one a year just because they were really expensive. But then somebody had given me one. Somebody from this I don't know if it was you, somebody from this gave me one once. Uh, maybe it was Rich Ivancic and it was stellar. Stellar, stellar, stellar cigar.
2: Well, and just noticing that it... it didn't take long within a year the plume that started in those frosted frosted tubes
1: that the, the it, it was it was a romeo that came in the silver tubes
2: 1875.
1: no it was another it was a gold label one it wasn't 1875 it was a gold yeah. they had a gold label
2: gold label silver tube yeah that was the original
1: 1875. The original
2: 1875s mm-hmm. we in the the original 1875 non-tubed and the tubed were the same cigar but we changed the band in the tubes to identify Okay. which product they were because
1: those tubes those, those Romeo tubes also always had a lot of plume on them yeah. I remember anything in a tube moment. Especially, the, uh, like the, uh, the VSG Eclipse always has a lot of plume on it right that's what you want don't pay attention to Reddit you listen to me
2: I'll, I'll listen to you I'll take care of you. you know what plume is yeah
1: yeah. I've, the, I've also, I've, we've had several t- discussions on what plume is and why the internet thinks it's fake they're, they're so convinced that there's some grand conspiracy with cigar manufacturers to just sell them moldy cigars and I'm like okay
2: uh, you, you anybody back. anybody does want to smoke a plume cigar please we, send we, it to we me we would
1: always say like we'll, but we'll take it back from you right now we'll exchange yeah, it for you right now
2: yeah I'll swap you out and no they problem and they're like
1: well why would you do that like because we're telling you this is a good thing we're not lying to you and then they would really want it
2: I'll, I'll fire it up and light it right now like right in front of you
1: they were great so any final thoughts on that <clears throat> up in there
0: um I'm gonna go I liked how it it, trans, it, it transformed from that chocolate spicy earth to like more now with leather and it became like toothier. Right. As it went through. That's
1: a good, that's a good cigar word.
0: Thank you. See? I'm proud of you. That's five, Choose five cigar words. Toothy like the Romeo San Andres. It's been a while since I smoked that. I've been smoking so many different cigars. I'm trying to keep up to remembering what I smoked and hitting each flavor profile is... Impossible to follow for myself, especially kids will do that to you. Yeah, well, you'll find out. And sleep? No, I won't. You just got to pick them up first, (laughs) (laughs) baby shark. Yeah, to start (laughs) learning (laughs) the song, they'll they'll swarm to you. They'll swarm right (laughs) in my van. Like, what are you saying? You can sing at my kid's birthday party. (laughs) Okay, you know, I think I have fifty kids coming to that party. Um, We'll invite Dane. There you go. Have Dane. Dane would be
1: a great he'd be a, cl- a good clown for an adult, but he'd be like a Pagliacci. You know, Pagliacci? Yeah. He'd be like, a good, like, like the sad clown and like, sing a great song, but I don't think he'd be good at entertaining children. <laughs> I, you know, I, I disagree. I think he would be great. with kids. He's, he's, he's
2: got that gentleness to him.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, he's still giant. Uh, yeah. But he would, t- he would just like tell them jokes that they wouldn't understand. <laughs> he would make so many Seinfeld references to them.
0: That's fine. But <laughs> the adults would be laughing. Yeah, yeah. they
1: would. White My parents arrow. love Dane. Alright, so give me your final score on that. I'm interested.
0: This is a really good cigar. And being that I didn't even have one sip of water throughout this whole entire thing. And I didn't even feel like I needed to have one. This is gonna be high. It's probably gonna be like a nine one.
1: Oh that's really how, high for me. Wow. This is really, really good. That's really high for me. Yeah, from this you. is
0: really good. Now, can I, ask, can I ask you a question?
2: Sure. You feel like you've got a good grasp on those flavors. Yeah. Have you ever done flavor pull like we do in the factory? No. You want me to teach you? Sure. Okay. Well, we'll have you do it, and I'll, go, I'll, I'll explain it to you first, then I'll demonstrate it, and then maybe have you try it. Okay. So you're going to just take a, a, a slow, long, steady draw to get a good mouthful of smoke. Mouthful of smoke, hold it in. Blow your cheeks out as hard, like really firmly, uh, for about four or five seconds. Okay. Then you're going to slowly let the smoke out of your pier slips. You got to lift your tongue up because you want that smoke to roll on either side of your tongue. Okay. As you're slowly letting it out, once it's all gone, I feel take like your this tongue. That's my wife
0: telling me what to do at night. But, <laughs> alphabets. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> A is for Alfred.
0: <laughs> what is it? A B F G H I? Oh, I don't know. L M N O U R S? Spell my name. Okay. <laughs> Christina. Uh, no, it's not her name, but J
1: B B.
2: My name doesn't start with a C. <laughs> Once you let all that smoke out, you're gonna take your tongue and rub it on the roof of your mouth. Then you're gonna pierce your lips and just take in a nice slow, steady stream of, of oxygen to go into your mouth. Let it dance in there for a second, and then blow that out. Then rub your tongue again. Maybe rub the tongue on the roof of your your gum or gum line because there's a lot of tr- uh, flavors that are trapped up in here. When you do it, I want I'm not gonna say a word about what you should experience differently, but I want to see what your your feeling is about doing so it that way. are you way. doing this right now? So, you can do it you with got me. What you're you're not going like to do it with me?
1: No, because I'm almost at the end of mine. So all, all right. right. Watch this. You, you,
2: you can still do it, but watch. Here it goes like
1: all
3: this. All right,
2: Wow. OK. I'll try it with you. All right, ready? Oh. Did you experience anything different?
1: I definitely got more nuts. <laughs> no, I was just there was a series. I know, but it was a series. It, it definitely got like more of a nutty flavor to it.
0: I got a I little bit more tr- like cocoa coffee flavor.
2: By doing it this way, when you it, you want to make sure you're not retrohaling when you're blowing the smoke out, because when you retrohale, you're you're kind of shocking those those little little hairs instead of the sensories in your, in your sin, uh, sinuses. When you blow your cheeks out, you're embedding it into your palate, but you're also embedding it into two little sinus cavities that sit here that retrohaling doesn't get. And then when you bring that oxygen, it opens the flavors up, pushing your tongue up at the roof of your mouth embeds those flavors. So you should get a, a deeper flavor profile of what you're already experiencing and potentially even new flavors that are hidden underneath that you can't get by just doing it in a normal ingestion. And then if you wanna do it just like we do in the factory, that's kind of the, the beginning one one style of, of pulling the flavors out. But if you do the exact same thing, but you close your eyes before you put the cigar in your mouth, and until you keep your eyes closed until after you've done your, your oxygen, bringing the oxygen, doing your roof of your mouth the second time, then you open your eyes. The reason is is you're, you got all these sensories going on. Your vision takes up a lot of RAM memory in your brain. You, all that memory, once you close your eyes, it doesn't have to decipher images and figures and movement and lights and everything. So it opens up more sensors for your eyes to be able to really discern what's going on. So if you, if you start a cigar, try it one way, and then after a little while you have to let the cigar cool down again try it again um, with your eyes closed and see if you can pick up even more, because we find it gets more depth in, into the flavor. And we do that in the, in the, uh, in the factory when we want to see what the, what flavors are we getting out of the cigar.
1: I was hidden, wasn't that a movie, Hidden Flavors? Hidden Flavors. There you go. Could have sworn that was a movie, Hidden Flavors.
0: Wow. Everybody at home, give it a whirl. <laughs> Well, they can't wait five more minutes to take it. <laughs> no, I it because it was it got a little
1: smoke on it. I need uh, Well, um, similar thing to I was taught by a, a friend of mine who took like a, a professional kind of whiskey class in um, in Vegas, mm-hmm. and they he taught me how to when you're drinking a new whiskey, you take it, take like a pretty big gulp, you leave it at the end of your tongue in your mouth for 15 seconds, and you kind of let it burn the end of your tongue and then out of the, what you have in your mouth you take four gulps out of that totally swallow it then you smell the whiskey and then take another sip and it eliminates like most of the harshness you'll ever taste in a whiskey it's huh. really really weird i swear to god it's worked really? every time it's worked yeah. every time i drink a whiskey
2: yeah you got to shock the shock the yeah. palate and introduce that that whiskey can't yeah. just when the first hit you're just gonna go whoa, whoa too much going on too
1: you're much so heat. gonna try that tonight aren't you Yes,
0: <laughs> I'll call you. Call me later tonight. I'll tell you how to do it. Again. I will. Just don't call me at nine o'clock like Anthony. I know uh, nah, he night. told me you, were, uh, you got in trouble. <laughs> you
2: see, and I was taught very similar: is you take the whiskey and you you pull it toward the end of the glass, and you just stick your tongue in, it, in the front of it
1: yeah.
2: for a second, and then just do it that way. Then your initial hit, and then you do your you're tasting
1: yeah i was just I, I think it was something with after you do that and then when you smell it it adds like this the smell this is how stupid but i think you get it like it adds the smell into the actual flavors you're tasting yeah because a lot of times what's what you smell isn't really what you taste like you ever smell like, like a like a um what the hell is it my mom used to get it like a hazelnut coffee but like you don't like taste the hazelnut you just smell it this adds those tasting notes like kind of into what you're those like nasal nose into what you're tasting. Right. Least so you're, you're saying
2: it doesn't smell sometimes the same as what you're tasting. Yeah. But is it that or is it you're not tasting what you think you're smelling? Exactly. Right. Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. On that note. On that, on that tasting note. <laughs> oh, I got a lot of bad jokes. We can't keep going? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, this has been great. <laughs> no, Travis,
0: thank we you. We on and we're <laughs> like, hey.
1: We, I always love having a guest who, like, you know, because the the kind of basis of this show is I know some things and I try to teach Craig these things. But I get very excited when there's someone who can teach me things because that's what I I always say in this industry is no one knows everything. You're constantly learning. People who have been smoking cigars for 60 years are constantly learning new things, and I love being able to learn new things. So, thank you very much for coming by with us today.
0: I appreciate it. I, I do thank
1: too. Thank you for it, having thank me for the Got amazing more. cigars. Um, guys, Out to This USA has some of the best high end premium cigars, and if you're looking for some new products from them, the Monte Cristo Espada Escudo. You have the Trinidad Espiritu. You have the brand, not the brand new, but the revitalization or the reintroduction of the Monte Cristo Epic. You have the H. Upman 175th. And you have the Monte Cristo Cinquenta. All. Well, actually, is the Epic available now at JR
0: Cigars? Yes. Uh, yes. I just saw.
1: All now available at JRCigars.com. And quick plug for our private labels the new Anyahados series the Mani, the Romeo, and the Upman. Um, And if you're looking for something on that kind of more strong, you know, you want something a little strong, a little different, a more unique taste, the brand new Aging Room Bin number 2 with that Ometepe tobacco goes perfectly well with either a, you know, Johnny Walker Double Black or Lagavulin, if you like something a a a little more scott. A little more from Scotland, even though they're both from Scotland. This one's a little more from Scotland. Um, and don't forget to use coupon code Long Ash for twenty percent off your entire purchase this weekend. Um, some exclusions may apply, but there's not a lot of them. There's only a couple of exclusions. You know what I Just mean? Just a couple. Just a few. So make sure you use it. Travis, thank you very much for being here, and uh, enjoy your uh, weekend. Try all this new stuff.
2: Thank you very yours. much for having me.